Hey, this is Karen, Coach's Corner Chats, and joining me is Heather Robert. Heather, where are you at and what are you up to? Um, currently, right now, I'm in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, uh, trying to stay dry after another rainy day here. I just got back from campus, showing a recruit around, and uh, yeah, living our best life here. I hear a small accent. Are you a Wisconsin native? No, but unfortunately, as a transplant at this point, I've definitely apparently picked up this accent, as my family from down in Illinois loves to point out. <laughs> um, how long have you been at Lakeland? Um, so I've been at Lakeland a little over a year now, about a year and a half. So this past fall was my first fall there. I joined then in January of 2022. Uh, and when you took over the program, what were some of the things that you wanted to start kind of putting in place to, to lay the foundation for the program moving forward? Um, you know, when I went to Lakeland as a coach, uh, I was coming back to it as an alumni. I played there in the early 2000s. And when we were there, we the program really kind of started to take off. It was at a pretty cool point where it started to make that turn. Um, continued to do well, but then after a little bit of time, it, it took another dip. So taking this program was something that I knew was going to be a, a bit of a project, but also having personally experienced like where it had started to like where it could go, it really got me really excited about like the potential because Lakeland's something I really believe in, obviously. Um, I never really left the area after graduating from there. And I've been involved in coaching since before I even graduated. So it's something that I wanted to start to show really what this program really can be. What was that experience like of going, last time you're here, you're a player, to now you're the coach running the program. What's that whole experience, especially with the time that <laughs> between playing to now? Yeah, no, it's um, definitely a different hat that you're wearing when you come in, right? Um, you realize how much you underappreciated all the little things that your coach did <laughs> as a player. Um, you know, when you're there as a player, you're just there, you show up your, to your sessions, you do your thing, and you're good. Uh, all of the administrative things that really take place as a head coach was something that definitely took a little bit of the learning curve for me. But really coming in and knowing the campus and seeing how it had changed, too, was a pretty cool experience as well. You mentioned family in Illinois. Is that where soccer, like your whole love of soccer began? It is. Um, when I was about five, I started playing in just the community league, right? Um, I was very, very shy and had a terrible speech impediment growing up and something to try and get me out of my shell a little bit was soccer and I went out to my first practice and I had my cute little shin guards on and all my stuff ready to go and I absolutely hated it and I wanted to come home and quit right away but my parents were of that mindset where you go out and you do something and you're going to stick with it until the end and if you still don't like it fine, then go ahead. We'll let you find something else. Um, and I never really kind of did. I always dabbled in some other sports and things like that because I was always busy. But soccer always just remained that steadfast uh, sport that I always stuck with. 
what was it about the game of soccer that kept kind of drawing you back? It's a great question. Um, in the beginning, it was my friends, right? My best friend from back home, she lived right next door to me and her and I were on the same team. So, you know, right away that friend base, but then from that one friend, I mean, the amount of people that I've been able to get to know and continue to grow with was something that just kept me coming back until I really started to feel like I might be kind of okay at this. Um, it took me a little while. I wasn't naturally gifted. Some people just are when they get out there on the field, right? And it was something that I got on the field and I was able just to kind of forget about being shy, quiet off of the field and just kind of be myself and really find myself. So I think soccer definitely helped me get over any of the insecurities I had as a kid and start to really develop into more of my own person and kind of a leader on and off the field. I was going to say, when did you start to make that move from I'm just playing rec to now? Like you just said, I started realizing I'm pretty good at this sport. When did you start to kind of maybe take it a little bit more serious? Um, middle school is really when it kind of turned a corner, right? Where I was doing a couple other sports and things like that. And I was okay at those as well. Um, it was my friends were still in soccer and, you know, tennis and gymnastics were the other ones. And those are pretty off on your own kind of activities and the social part of soccer and being a part of a team and the community feeling of it um, was what kept me going with it. Trying out for that first club team, getting into that spot, having to fight and prove myself that I could be there. And then I went to um, a two week long soccer camp in between eighth grade and freshman year. And I think that defining moment of like, my parents drop me off at camp and then they come back and pick you up two weeks later. And like, you've been outside so much that like my own mom walked past me. She didn't even recognize me. I was like, mom. <laughs> um, so, you know, you're up from sun up to sundown and it's soccer all day, every day. And you're realizing that like, this is a whole thing. Like other people are this addicted to this sport as I am. This is awesome. Um, that was definitely the main turning point into something that I knew that I wanted to keep doing for a lot longer. One of the things that stands out is not only is it your career and what have you now, but it's had a huge impact in terms of your development as a person. What things have you learned from, you talk about like dealing with the speech impediment and kind of maybe being introverted to now as a coach, that's not something a lot of people say about that. How has your kind of journey been, uh, not only on the playing field, but as a person? Oh, um, you know, I was just talking with my recruit about like everything that Lakeland had given me, right? And that was from that college soccer experience too. Getting out on the field and everybody working together for that common cause and really gaining the knowledge base that I I know some things about this game and I've got a confidence in it that I can actually help others learn a little bit too about it was definitely something that helped edge me out. And I really love developing like the, the relationships with my teammates, right? Where, you know, you're helping me and I'm helping you on the field, off the pitch. Uh, we're working together towards this common goal, but like it becomes a sisterhood and 
getting those bonds with other people, I think gave me the confidence and the comfort levels that I needed to be able to, you know, get outside my shell. Still, I can be very, very quiet, especially in new settings and things like that. I'm not one of those loud, flamboyant people in the room. Um, I have friends like that and I need them to get that out of me. Uh, but it's um, definitely been something that has given me the confidence to be able to go into a room of people and and own that room and speak my mind and speak confidently about what I know. So then what's the transition for you between that middle school age and the time between that and stepping on campus at Lakeland? You know, high school was high school years, man. I mean, I played <laughs> club, uh, dabbled in a few other sports every once in a while. One year decided to run cross country, which was like the worst idea during club season. Like my club coach probably wanted to like thump me on the head for it because um, I'm running miles every day before a club practice. Uh, but I was definitely slow to figure out what school I wanted to go to. I think I finally decided like May of my senior year and it was between Lakeland and a few others. And I went up to Sheboygan and nobody knows where Sheboygan is, right? It's about an hour North of Milwaukee and Lakeland's in the middle of some cornfields. Like there's not a lot around it. Uh, but when I stepped on campus, it really felt just kind of right. And, um, you know, it was a small enough campus where I wasn't going to get lost. And I think I needed that. I had professors there that were going to help me. I had a coach there that was going to help uh, maintain uh, my focus and make sure that I didn't get off track. So, you know, deciding to go there versus a big university school and quit playing soccer altogether, I would, I just wasn't ready to stop. So I was able to do that. You mentioned earlier trying gymnastics. Oh, Sorry. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one second. All right, I'm no worries. Oh my goodness. I'm so sorry. Oh no, no that, worries. That's just Hank. He's saying hello. Hank. He said, I want to be on the show too. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Very boisterous. Oh, no worries. So you mentioned earlier dabbling in gymnastics. You just mentioned cross country um, and, you know, talking about tennis. Have you always been one that's been curious and tried different things, always open to new ideas, I guess, in a way? I think sports was something that I was able to play around with and feel comfortable enough just jumping into because in my own personal life, I, I tend to be more cautious and kind of look over the whole situation before just diving in. I'm not impulsive. So sports I've found as an easy thing to go ahead and get interested in and take somewhat lightly until I realize that I'm okay at something and then I get really competitive. <laughs> and so like we've talked about uh, taking up like things like pickleball with me and my assistant out at Lakeland. And I'm like, man, if we do this though, I'm going to end up wanting to like be really competitive and this is just going to be trouble. I don't know if we should get into this, things like that. But I think that it's really good for athletes to participate in a number of different sports. It helps develop their bodies in different ways, but also the knowledge that they get from playing a different game, I think definitely transfers into other athletics as well. The other thing that you were uh, talking about, and I just drew a complete blank on what I was going to say. I'll get it. It'll come back to me. 
Uh, oh, all right. So you were saying earlier with the coach at Lakeland, you felt like was going to be really good for you in terms of keeping you focused. And what was it about their demeanor and their personality that let you think this is a right fit for me? Um, well, funny story. The coach that originally recruited me um, ended up leaving before I even had my visit there. And then, yeah, so a new coach came in. So it was already a little like, oh, what am I, what's going to happen here, right? Um, but Mejia was great. Uh, he's, I'm excited we're going to actually play him in the fall, so I get to play against my old college coach. Um, he was warm. He was understanding. He was somebody that took personal interest in you as a player and not just like, you're on the field, but off of the field as well. My freshman year, my parents ended up getting divorced, right? It was a hard thing to go through with not being able to be home. And Mejia was great in understanding and listening to a lot of the problems and situations that I was going through there. Uh, he, he was really hospitable and just a good glue to our team. Was he one of those that when you look back now, was kind of an inspiration for you to start looking into the idea of coaching? Um, he was. And then even in high school too, I had uh, coach McKean who was just, he knew how to keep practices light and fun uh, while also pulling you aside and working to get like the most out of you. You'd be like, okay, your touch was garbage in that game, Robar. Like that was not okay. Get over here. We're going to be working on one touch passing. I'm going to be rocketing these at you and you're going to stop them within this box. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> here we go. Um, but, you know, between those coaches, I've been really lucky to have a whole, a whole broad spectrum everywhere from we've had like dads coaching me in the past years into, you know, those guys that have really helped to shape me. So it's hard to say that any one coach really is like the big inspiration. I feel like I take bits and pieces from all of them that I've had a chance to be coached by and have kind of used that to help me develop into my coaching philosophy and also coaches I've coached with now over the years uh, help shape that too as well. You talked about earlier coaching before you even graduated. What was that first coaching experience for you? Well, I was a JV high school coach and at, you know, I think I was 19 or 20 at the time, 20. Um, I was barely older than a high schooler, right? <laughs> so doing that, it was, it was a learning curve again, because you go in thinking you're going to know everything. And, you know, I play, I can totally do this thing. I was an ed major, eh, no problem, right? And then I get out on the field it's like managing these 20, you know, hormonal high school girls. And you're just like, oh, my gosh, was I ever like this? My my high school coach was so underpaid. It's not even funny, right? Um, you just realize all of those little things. Again, uh, I enjoyed it. I coached JV for four years and then coached varsity for another four. And really, really kind of found my rhythm within coaching, but I was also teaching then once I graduated. And I felt like I was being pulled in two separate directions of my career of teaching and my hobby of coaching. And unfortunately, like 
my career of teaching at the time was my career. And so I took some time off of coaching and then the club here in town ended up contacting me, asking me to come and help with tryouts. I was like, yeah, sure. I've got time now. I'm not coaching. Right. And I'm like, Ooh, that's how they get (laughs) you. Um, they totally just sucked me back in. Uh, they did a great job. I was starting off just as an assistant. And then after a couple of years, ended up taking a team. Um, and then after taking a team for a little while, realizing that, you know, teaching after COVID was v- something very different. And my passion had switched more over to coaching. And I was very lucky that the club uh, was able to put together an offer and Uh, give me the title of academy director here, along with a couple of other coaching uh, teams. And I made that full time. And that was that was the first step in, you know, a little over two years ago of transitioning to all of this now. So you talked about the whole idea of balancing the, the teaching and the coaching, how hard was that decision initially to say, I'm going to step away and try to focus on my teaching? Uh, It like was a killer because soccer had been in my life since I was five, like to completely and totally give that up. It was just something that like it left a space and like crazily enough, it left a space where I got into like running half and full marathons because what else am I going to do with my time now? (laughs) Um, You know, so I, I just felt like this void. And then I was very lucky with the group of girls that I got involved with. They were super talented and went really far and did a lot of great things. And it just really reignited that passion again. Um, But, you know, there's so many parallels between teaching and coaching really coaching just is teaching, just your classroom looks a little bit different. So, um, you know, when I had to make that choice, then again, later on of teaching or coaching, it was scary as heck to go out there and just be like, I'm going to give up teaching, I'm going to retire super young from teaching and just gonna put all my marbles into this jar of coaching. And I mean, if I always want to, I can go back to teaching, but let's see how this goes. And I, I use so much of what I used in the classroom anyways now that I think that that really helps me be a better coach, especially at the youth level, but even at the collegiate level too. That was something I was going to ask about is, so you're taking the break, but then the club actually reaches out to you. How big was that? You said it was kind of like, that's them getting, catching you and bringing you back in, but that call doesn't happen. And maybe we're not having this conversation. How big, was that that someone would see in you that, hey, we want you to help us out and then to create an opportunity like the academy director job and and all the things that have happened since then? Lakeshore United has been just so supportive and amazing to my development here. I, I'm truly blessed to have the opportunity to work in this club. You know, we're not a huge club in Wisconsin, but what we have is a fantastic philosophy and a great group of coaches that don't want to just collect players, but develop players. And I think the developing of players is where like the magic and the fun happens. Like you can go out and collect all the best players or whatever. Right. 
and yeah, you'll get them together and they'll play great. But like those really cool moments of like those aha and light bulb ideas that come across those kids' faces when you're pulling them out and seeing that growth over the years is just, I mean, that's, that's the reason you coach, right? Is seeing them grow into these amazing players. So I've been so, so lucky with Lakeshore United. They've been fantastic to me. Um, and even so supportive in my role here at Lakeland because now it is juggling and balancing, you know, two different hats again, but making sure that I balance all of that. They're super accommodating. So your time at the club, how does the discussion come about with Lakeland to give you this opportunity? Um, so the, the head coaching position at Lakeland became available at the end of July after I had just quit teaching in June. So the head coach on the men's program kind of was like, Hey, you know, I've always had you kind of in a back pocket as an idea. If this position were to ever open up, would you want to apply for this? And I'm just like, dude, I just quit teaching to get my feet into like full-time coaching and now this too. So I told him again, I'm like, you know, I just, I don't think that this is the right time for me. Like, he's like, Oh, no problem. No problem. I totally understand that. He was the interim head coach then that season. And he did exactly, I can't believe that I never even saw it coming. He did exactly what Lakeshore United did, where he's like, let me get you just a part-time contract. You only come out like five to seven times, right? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. Why not? Like, think, Heather. Um, <laughs> uh, so, you know, you come out once or twice, and then you start realizing that you're going to the home games too. And then you start realizing that, like, Hey, even though practices are early in the morning, let's let's make it every single practice. And before you know it, the end of the season comes about and you're going, I might be able to do this. So it was a conversation uh, at home as well as, you know, with the club of, you know, if I do this, it's it's going to pull away minutes and hours from where I'm already putting time into and I wasn't going to go in without everybody's full blessing and support because uh, Lakeshore has given me everything that I, you know, I'm working towards and, you know, making sure that everybody knew there's going to be a little bit less of me going around. Uh, had I known how much less, uh, you know, you don't really know how intense the college scene is until you get involved in it. But um I'm so happy that that call came along too. I've just, I've been in some good places and, you know, had some good phone calls, I guess, in my life to get me going into this direction. How cool has it been to, it sounds like you've hit like at the youth levels now with the club, you've done high, middle school, high school, now you're at the college. How cool has it been to kind of be involved at each level within the Lakeland area? It's the coolest part about it is, like I said, seeing the kids, like my first team that I had completely on my own, right? Um, they're in high school now for our club, right? So I see these little girls that I still view as like these little things, right? And they're like becoming young women. And we've worked really hard in getting these girls to like work camps with us, 
their junior coaches with us for academy and things like that. So I get to see them start doing some of the things that they saw other girls and women do, which I think is so important, you know, seeing them graduate and go off to college and accomplish, you know, other things. It's, it like gives me chills to think of the, the impact that they're having on everybody else now uh, from where they first started at. You talked about the finding out that when you got into college coaching, there's a lot more to it. How did it take a lot of communication between you? You talked about having conversations um, with both the schools and the, and the club. How important has it been having like that open line of communication the entire time? It's so important. And I'm still learning to try and get better at it. I mean, it's, it's constantly writing things down in my calendar. I'm a big paper calendar person. So I like to have my big desk calendar and have everything color coded and everything and coordinated. So like being super organized is definitely something that has had to like make sure to happen. And, you know, some days I think I'm crazy for doing all that I'm doing right now, but I don't want to give either one up. So that open line of communication and having really good people around me, um, my assistants, both at club and at college, my athletic director at Lakeland and my director of coaching at club, like I've got great support. I've got great people around me. And I think because of that, that I'm able to do both things. And I'm so lucky to have that because not everybody does. You talked about as a youngster, mom and dad dropping you off and, and playing and, you know, they've gone through some other struggles later on in life and what have you. How excited, how has that excitement been for them to watch you go from that early on? No, I don't want to do this to now you're actually, it's your job. That's your thing is soccer. How excited are your parents about where you're at at this point? My parents are like my biggest fans, right? Like they're, uh, we played Rockford university this past fall and my dad and his girlfriend and, you know, family members were down there cheering me on in the stands. And like, they're like, we know that you don't play anymore, but we just love to watch you coach. Right. And, you know, my mom, even though she's down in Florida now has the Lakeland uh, t-shirt. And it's funny because apparently there's a Lakeland university down near her and everybody's like, Oh, and she's like, no, let me tell you the story. This is actually where my daughter coaches. She's the head coach. And I'm like, Oh mom, (laughs) but they're, I think so proud. And, you know, I've got other family members that have had huge influences in my life. When I was growing up, my neighbors that I actually started playing soccer with, um, they were like my extended family, the DeKaisers. So like um, Mary Lou is like the other mother of my childhood growing up, right? She cared for me from the time I needed a babysitter till I didn't anymore, basically. So like, she's like beams with joy when I was talking to her the other day about, you know, what all was going on. And so I've been, it's, it's pretty neat to see them so excited. Cause when you go through, like, it's just every day, right? Like, this is just what you do every day and you take it for granted. They kind of help you reflect a little bit of like, this didn't just happen overnight. Remember, like, remember where you came from and where you started from and what this has become, which is just crazy. 
I was going to say, do you, with you being so busy, do you have to find time where you just kind of self-reflect and just kind of be aware of your surroundings and the opportunity that you have both at the college and at the club? It's so hard to find that time. Like every morning I try to meditate, right? I try to spend a little bit of time just with me. Um, you know, I still work out on a regular basis and run and, you know, Hank, who you heard earlier, uh, is a great running buddy with me and we like to do the trail runs and everything like that. Uh, so I try to carve out that time, you know, reflecting back on the process and the journey. I haven't really done much because I'm kind of still in the middle of it. And, you know, I keep every day is like a new journey and another chapter and there's new, you know, obstacles and problems that come up, whether it's club, whether it's college or, you know, both some days, uh, you know, it's, um, it's probably something that I need to do a little bit more <laughs> uh, and make me appreciate things a little bit better. It's like my very first year of teaching, I taught in adjudicated special ed middle and high school. So all of these kids had an IEP as well as a social worker and like coming straight out of college, like, holy cats, let me tell you, that was like a slap in the face coming from a smaller town in Illinois to that. Um, but then after that year, I got into an elementary school as a teacher and it made me like really appreciate everything. So I think stopping and reflecting would probably be a little bit of a good idea for me to do every once in a while, if I can find time, uh, for sure. You talked about also earlier, maybe possibly doing pickleball with your assistant coach. How important is the assistant coach? You hear coaches talk about all the time. How important is your assistant coach in terms of taking some of the weight off your shoulders? Oh my gosh. So important. Um, you know, at the college level, it, our current grad assistant, Lexi, she is phenomenal. Like we joke sometimes that we're the same person. Um, you know, she's sarcastic. She gets my sense of humor. Uh, I can trust her to make sure that she's getting things done. The things that maybe I don't excel so great at, like she does really well. So we just complement each other so, so well. And even on the club side, I have another great female assistant, which you know, I'm so lucky and so are the girls, you know, I never had a female coach until like one year of my college experience was a grad assistant female. So I think that that's really important, but like these women around me that, that can manage and multitask and we find that we work together so well, um, and complement off of each other. It's just, I don't know how I would have gotten through either of my seasons without like them, like, taking on a lot of other duties that they might not have otherwise signed up for. You just mentioned a unique thing about only having the one female coach. How important has it been for you, you know, now that you're in that spot as a female coaching females, um, you know, what kind of almost not obligation, but what things do you feel in terms of having to be a role model and, and set the tone for what they're going to be as future young ladies? You know, it's funny, like growing up, I never thought of it being weird that I never had a female coach, right? Like just, it was such a male dominated world. And maybe that's why I never really thought about coaching until it was like, someone was like, Hey, 
you'd be kind of good at this. Why don't you come out here with your ed degree? Look good on a resume, right? I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, it's so important though for these young women and these girls to be able to see somebody that they can look up to and really see themselves as and being able to see a woman be a leader and have a strong passionate about something. And I, I hope that the players that I've had contact with throughout the years and the players that I continue to get a little bit of their leadership qualities from watching, you know, us as coaches do our thing now and start to really kind of gain the footing that is starting to get big positive momentum. But, you know, like this past fall, stupidly, I also took my B course licensing through U.S. soccer, which I say stupidly because it's my first year of college coaching with club coaching, with academy directing, but let's just sprinkle it in that uh, B course. But I was the only female in my class, right? And like, it's it was something that, again, like I didn't look at as like being crazy weird. Uh, they actually called me and they're like, are you okay? Because you're the only female in this course. Uh, there's an all females course. I know you can't make that one. Are you okay with this one? And I'm like, have you looked at the, <laughs> have you looked at my position in what our percentage of female to women are or men are? Yeah, obviously I'm fine. It's not a big deal. Um, but, you know, it's been, it's been a cool thing to see so quickly change mm -hmm. and so many more women getting involved so much more. It's, it's pretty cool to see. So as you start looking at year number two, at Lakeland, what are some of the things you're hoping to see maybe on and off the field? Um, you know, when I came in, one of the big things was culture. Uh, like if you don't have a good base of culture within your program, you're not going to be able to build anything. And I firmly believe that within this past year or so of being with the team, we've really started to see a buy into the team culture of we're all here we're all working towards this one thing. Um, we're going to put in the work. We're not just going to show up and be like, uh, just average is good enough. That was one of my dad's famous sayings after like, I would get like a C or something and be like, Hey dad, you know, it's average. And he'd look at me and go, Heather, are you happy with being just average? I'm like, dang it. No. <laughs> um, but so, you know, I want to see that culture continue to grow. My leadership council, which is sophomores through juniors that want to work on their leadership skills and abilities. We started a book club this past semester. That was really insightful and fantastic to do. Um, and I think coming into this next season, this incoming class, and then the class afterwards too, is really going to be a huge game changer because we're getting these girls in that want it and have the grit and the work ethic to, to get after it, but also have the skill set to start to really turn the tide back to where it is that we can be at. One of the things I've always or I don't know if I'm surprised or not, but is when I ask that question about it's always culture is one of the big things. Why is that so important? Why does culture and doing the book club and doing some of these communications and team building, how how does that equate to 
um, more success on the pitch? Um, I think it goes into the, the thought process of when you feel appreciated and understood by others around you, you want to work harder for them. Um, if you're not feeling appreciated, if you feel like you're not a valued part of something, or if things aren't aligning with your value system in the way that things are going, it's really hard to want to get up and do the difficult things that college soccer asks you to do. You know, it's not easy. We practice in the mornings from 630 to 8. So like girls have to get up early and they have to get out to practice. That's a grind, man, especially being a college kid. Um, so when you have a culture of girls that are there motivating you, driving you to be better, uh, we started like our own version of a competitive culture in this past spring, uh, just making it competitive, but also making it fun. It makes you want to be there more. And when you buy into something more because you're having fun, because you feel accepted, because the people that you're around all the time value you and respect you, um, then you want to be around that more and you want to help create that more. I firmly believe that, you know, when making sure that everybody knows how much appreciated they really are. As you're sitting in a, a perfect spot for you in terms of coaching at the college level and at the club level, are there dreams and aspirations to, you know, go beyond Lakeland? Are you just enjoying the experience? Um, kind of what is your kind of future outlook? Yeah. Um, you know, right now I'm, I'm very happy at Lakeland. I, I've lived in this area since I graduated. Um, so it's been a good 20 years. Uh, so it's, it's definitely a spot where I'm, I'm comfortable in this area. I enjoy it. It's beautiful right on Lake Michigan. We're pretty spoiled that way. Um, so I'm very happy with growing a program into something and man, going into a college program, it's something that you have to like commit a good number of years to, right. Especially if you want to see something grow and change. So it's not going to be a quick uh, I'm going to spend a couple of years here and then maybe I'll go on. I, I don't really see right now aspirations of being something bigger or going someplace with a different opportunity. Of course, like if the phone rings and I get like the right call from the right person, that would be hard to ever turn down. Right. I'm not going to turn things down. That would be crazy. But, you know, right now I've got just such a nice balance and I'm, I'm really appreciative of that. You know, I do ODP too and doing all of that, like just gives me a little bit of taste of everything. The other thing I was going to ask about is Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Like what's the, what's the selling point? Because you talk about the lake and the first thing that pops in my head is tons of snow. So <laughs> what's the um, experience up in Wisconsin? Yeah. Do you like brats? Because it's the brat capital of the world, man. <laughs> we got Johnsonville right in our backyard, basically. Um, you know, brats and beer. It's a Wisconsin thing. Uh, unfortunately, I don't eat brats and I'm gluten free. So I'm kind of a fish out of water here. Um, it, it really is the people. You know, I there's that saying of Midwest nice, right? 
where it really truly is a thing. You know, I went out to uh, the East Coast and it was like, oh, they're a little brash. Wow, <laughs> that uh, took me aback a little bit. You know, um, you know, the Midwest nice thing is really a great catch. We've got great people out here. Some days I wonder too why I'm in a place where it snows like nine months of the year and I love it here three months and then I begrudgingly go to, through my life and motions the other nine. Uh, but I'm just, I'm in a really happy place. Uh, my boyfriend is here with me and his kids. So it keeps us all here, um, you know, enjoying our life to the best that we can despite the snow. <laughs> what has the experience been for him? Like one, there you are doing, you know, 6.30 a.m. practices. In the evening, you're probably doing club practices. Then you've got ODP. Last fall, you did B license. What was it like for him to kind of take all that Heather is when it comes to all the things that you have going on? And how much of a support has he been through all of these steps that you're going through? You know, actually, he was he coaches, too, at the club. So he was the one that, like, started to pull me back in. And that's kind of how we met. Uh, so it's kind of funny. Uh, he's been a great support. You know, he's busy too, uh, you know, with a multiple of different things as well, you know, full-time job and then coaching and all these other hats that he wears. So I've been really, really lucky that he's understanding of the time that it takes away from ours. I mean, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't an adjustment period because it totally is like, you know, I'm up until 1130 midnight, you know, recruiting, and then I wake up and I get up and I go to practice and maybe I can take a nap in between. I head back out to the fields for club again and then, you know, things like that. So it's definitely been an adjustment in our life, but um, he supports me. He, you know, I think sees how much joy it brings out of me majority of the time, a little bit of stress every once in a while, but, you know, <laughs> um, majority of the time. So he's been really supportive of just like believing in me. And like when I have like those moments of self-doubt of like, I can't do all of this. What am I thinking? You know, he tells me like, hey, you're capable of doing all these things. You've got this. Just take a minute and go do it. You're a capable, badass girl. Go. <laughs> and then, yeah. That is a awesome thing to say and a perfect way to shut this chat down. This is Karen with Heather Robert, and I'm out. Peace. What a great chat. Thanks for checking it out. If you haven't done so already, follow us on Twitter at Coaches Let's Chat. Hit that subscribe button. And once again, if you get a chance, drop a review. It's super, super helpful for growing the podcast. Have a good one. Peace.